0: Welcome to College Football Roundtable, your source for college football coverage, including major storylines, playoffs, can't-miss-game previews, and picks each week. Join your hosts, Dan, Rob, and Jordan, at the roundtable for a show unlike anything else. As for Football presents the College Football Roundtable. We are less than two weeks away from college football, friends. This week, we are talking season win totals, the AP poll, a little bit of coaches poll, and much, much more. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to College Football Roundtable. I am your host, Dano E. Cabeza here at As for Football. I'm coming to you live out of Coastal Connecticut. I am joined today by Rob in Fayetteville, North Carolina, by James from Brigade Review out of beautiful oklahoma and by coach bobby risden from the mean streets of columbus georgia guys how are we doing rob we'll start with you
1: i'm doing pretty well uh busy day today Uh, i was chatting with you guys earlier about some of the things i saw a super cool event that i'm going to be participating in this week going to get to see some uh, live military action and it's not going to be on post which is Like, the first time I've seen a live fire in about 100 years, and it's not been on a military installation, but it's kind of cool. If you guys follow me on LinkedIn, you'll probably get to see some updates, and I will pause there because I don't want to promote other stuff other than this show. So,
0: As I told you privately, it looked like you were ready for the zombie apocalypse, so when the zombies come, I know where I'm going.
1: (laughs) Yes, and we'll be heavily armed, so please join us but bring food and or twizzlers
0: (laughs) james man how you been
2: good dan uh doing all the things that uh, pcsing requires uh finally feel like we're getting over the hump but just unpacking boxes and uh learning to live on a new base awesome man
0: love
3: it and bobby welcome to the show uh how's it going man uh doing great really uh damn glad to be here thank you so much for having me on um Finished up teaching today at Glorious uh, Maxwell Air Force Base in uh, Montgomery, uh, Alabama, also known as the Gump. Uh, Make that drive every day, which isn't too bad. It's about an hour. Uh, Luckily, my friend uh, Carl and I make the drive together, and we're able to do about uh, 90 miles an hour down 85, which is pretty good. Uh, Haven't gotten a ticket yet. So excited about that and uh, excited to be able to make the commute because Believe it or not, working at uh, Air Force Base is actually better than Fort Benning because I did that for a couple years. And uh, like I said, I'm very excited to be here. Really appreciate the opportunity to be on the show. So thank you very much.
1: Yeah, awesome, man. Yeah, the only thing thing I would say about that drive is because I made that drive as well. The only thing is if you stop for gas or to use a bathroom, you're going to get the infamous who you for question everywhere you stop. And uh, for those of you guys that are not south of the Mason-Dixon, when someone asks you who you for, your answer can only be Auburn or Alabama, because that means you are in the uh, Redneck Riviera, for lack of a better term. (laughs) (laughs) That's true.
3: (laughs) <laughs> this is, this is true. Yourself. This is true. And and it's for me, it's it's the tide all the way because of my son. So that's easy. I wear a lot of Alabama gear everywhere I go, so I get a lot of Roll Tide. And I'm able to fire back with Roll Tide, so uh, that's usually pretty easy. Uh, when I'm in the Auburn area, I do get a lot of funny looks, uh, <laughs> a, a lot of crazy looks, but that's okay. I'm not a small person, so nobody usually bows up to me, so I got that going for me. <laughs> Well, folks, as always, this show is brought to you by Emblem Athletic.
0: Emblem is the source for all of your custom sporting goods needs. Let them trick out your unit today, whether that unit is military, police, fire, or just your flag football team. Guys, we know that a lot of you who listen to this podcast are in the Army. And guess what? It's the summer, which means you are moving all over the place just like James. And with that goes new units. And when you get to your new unit, what are they going to need? They are going to need new unit T-shirts. Emblem can help. They have super high quality stuff. Their website makes it super easy. Their artists make it easy. You just fill out a quick questionnaire and they lead you through the rest of the process. Then they will set up a unit store so there's no inventory for you to buy. We did this ourselves. We set up a 2021 Ask for Football t-shirt. They, uh, they seem pretty popular online and we had that thing together and on sale in a matter of hours. It was amazing. It was amazing. Guys, this is how you can be a gear hero for your unit. Check out Emblem and help us help you, help Emblem help you. They're all over our website. You can't miss them. Emblemathletic.com. Look good, play good, feel good. Emblem can help. Visit Emblemathletic.com today. And with that, James, why don't you take us through the official AP preseason poll?
2: Let's do it, Dan. So this last week we were graced with two polls, both the coaches poll and the AP preseason polls. Um, Both are the official polls for the year. Uh, So we're going to take you through the top 15 of the AP poll for today. Uh, But no, both of them are out there and Army appears in both, at least in uh, receiving votes. So here we go. The top 15 uh, initial AP poll. Number one, Alabama Crimson Tide. Result will be happy about that one. Number two, my neck of the woods, soon-to-be SEC country, the Sooners of Oklahoma. Coming in at number three, the Clemson Tigers. Number four, the Buckeyes of Ohio State. Number five, back to the SEC for the Georgia Bulldogs. Number six is the Texas A&M Aggies out of College Station. Number seven, Cyclones of Iowa State. We'll see what conference <clears throat> they end up in. Number eight is the Cincinnati Bearcats. Number nine, the Irish of the men of notre dame number 10 the north carolina tar heels out of the acc number 11 the oregon ducks your first pac 12 team number 12 the wisconsin badgers number 13 the gators from gainesville university of florida number 14 we have the miami hurricanes florida teams back to back there and then rounding out the top 15 are the southern cal trojans Gentlemen, we have a few other teams we'll go over. Not going to bring you through the rest of the top 25, but a couple of group of five teams back-to-back at 22 and 23 with the Chanticleers of Coastal Carolina and the Ragin' Cajuns out of the University of Louisiana. By conference, there are three conferences with five teams, the SEC, the Big Ten, and the Pac-12. We'll talk about that in a second, but that seems like way too many Pac-12 teams. Uh, The ACC's got three. The Big 12 has three. The fun belt has two, the Americans got one, and you have Notre Dame as the lone independent. In terms of others receiving votes, a few that we'll highlight for the Army fans out there. Obviously, we mentioned Wisconsin was number 12 in the AP. They're number 15 in the coaches' poll, an Army opponent this year. Another Army opponent, uh, Liberty, got 36 points in the AP poll and 68 in the coaches'. Ball State got six and five, respectively. Air Force didn't get any in the AP and two in the coaches poll. As for Army, they got two votes in the eight poll. I looked it up at one voter, put them at number 24 for their two points, and in the coaches poll, they got 13 points. So starting to appear on some ballots even before the season starts. Uh, gentlemen, what are, what are our thoughts? Dan, we'll go to you.
0: Yeah, the it, biggest thing I took away is, you know, we've been talking about this name, image, likeness, doomsday of – sort of like the name teams of college football, but the AP poll put out votes on fifty-eight different teams. I'm sorry, the college uh, the coaches poll put out rankings of fifty-eight different teams. You know, damn near half of college football received at least a one vote somewhere in the coaches poll. In the AP poll, they listed forty-four teams somewhere. Like that's amazing. I, I don't know if that's parody. Like like I don't necessarily think all these teams are equal or anything, but it does show that it's, it's not just a power five. That's getting a bunch of votes.
2: Yeah. I'll I'll play a little devil's advocate. Obviously the coaches poll is a little skewed and sometimes coaches will vote for their conferences, teams, so on and so forth. Um, We did see a little bit less of that in the AP poll, but uh, we did see some um, obviously name and image and likeness is, is pretty new. So we'll see what it is going forward, but yeah, a little bit more parity than I would have expected. So, so that's always good. Rob.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm a little concerned about this, not in a way that's going to be bad, but I just think, you know, trying to build your strength of schedule. So you vote for the other teams in your conference mm. to make yourself look a little bit better. And yeah. again, with all the with all the shakeups coming up with like alliances and people trying to get recruited by the SEC, like I thought this was like college football i didn't realize that you're you know trying to recruit whole teams i thought it was more just individuals but uh i think uh there's going to be some impacts it may be too early to tell but i think the the voting uh basically 58 teams that's almost half that uh you know <laughs> got a vote from another coach which shouldn't matter but it does because the eye test matters and if it's like well these guys were preseason ranked at this you know that yeah. makes that gives, you, that gives you at least a little bit of argument, the chaff, when you go into the, the discussions with the, the bowl committee or the playoff committee. Rizzo, your thoughts?
3: So I, I thought that the, the polls were interesting because I don't think a lot of these teams, when you look at them top to bottom, minus a, a couple of them, uh, ironically, Oklahoma and, and Iowa State, a lot of these teams lost a lot of players, yet they're ranked pretty high. And that's kind of what I looked at. I didn't really necessarily look at the voting, but I looked at, at the teams and the rosters, uh, specifically the teams that I follow closely, uh, Bama, Notre Dame, and, and Wisconsin. Uh, all of those teams uh, lost a lot of key players at key positions, yet they're ranked uh, fairly high. Um, other teams in the mix there, too, lost a lot of key players at key positions, uh, yet they're ranked fairly high. I, I think you're going to see very early in the season some indicators if, if these rankings actually hold any water. I think right early on you're going to see that Georgia-Clemson game is going to be very telling to see if these rankings mean anything. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that game right away early in the season, the Miami-Bama uh, game is going to be very telling. I think the Notre Dame-Florida State game uh, is going to be very telling. Um, I know Irish fans are almost looking past that game, and I don't know necessarily they should be. They're playing down at Florida State. I think it's it's not a gimme game. Um, And then I think you've got these teams like Iowa State uh, with Matt Campbell, who's an outstanding coach, uh, who's coming off a great season, who I think can make a run at the Big 12. He's got some excellent talent there, and he's building. Uh, Those kids are going to be rallying behind him it's going to be interesting. And then you got Cincinnati as well coming off an outstanding season as well, who probably should have beaten Georgia uh, if if their head coach doesn't make some some bad calls down the stretch with clock management late in that game. So, you know, I think polls are interesting early in the season. I think everyone kind of looks at it, and I think the key word that somebody mentioned, parity, I think we take a look at these teams and it's kind of like, well, I don't know what I don't know. Uh, these teams have a lot of talent. There's a lot of uh, uh, kids that have not really done much. Bryce Young, to me, is one of those players. I did go to the Alabama spring game, and, and everyone's mm. rallying around this kid. He, I don't really think he showed me a lot of, in that spring game. So I think these games, the week one is going to tell us a lot because you got a lot of big games in week one, which I think are going to show us whether or not these polls are, are worth the damn or not.
0: So let me ask you, Rizzo, uh, you got Bama playing number 14 Miami in that first week. That's that's kind of one that I personally have circled as an interesting matchup. Theoretically, the number one team shouldn't just wipe the floor with the number 14 team. But uh, I don't know anybody that thinks Miami is necessarily going to keep that thing close. What do you think?
3: So I I I think it's going to be close and I'm going to tell you why. Uh, I think Bama's defense is going to be on point. I think they're going to have one of the best defenses in the country. But I think the old adage that defense wins championships may not necessarily be the recipe anymore. And I say that Mm. because we've seen the evolution of college football change. It's not three yards in a cloud of dust. It's not ball control. It's not field position anymore. I I need to score more than 30 points in order to win ballgames. i got to score a lot of points. And Steve Sarkeesian kind of proved that the way he evolved Bama's offense and Lane Kiffin did. you got to score to win. Uh, And and that's what they did over the course of time, and they outscored teams. I don't know about Bill O'Brien. He's their OC. I don't know about Bryce Young. Uh, They've got some questions at the running back position. They've got some questions at the offensive line. They lost their entire receiving core. Can they score points? I think they'll be able to stop Miami on defense, but can they score enough In order to outscore Miami, Miami's got some talent on offense. That quarterback, and we got dinged up a little bit last year. Is he going to be back? Is he going to be ready? I think Bama wins the game, but I don't think it's going to be one of these forty-two to ten blowout sort of opener preseason warm-up type games. I think it's going to be a lot closer than people think. Yeah, I I don't know. I I watched. I watched Army drop seventeen type thing. I I
2: watched Army win seventy to what was it? Seventy to seven or seventy to fourteen? against Derek King when he was at Houston. Yeah, that was, uh, that was certainly blah. And, and I get that he was perhaps a little roughed up and maybe he still will be, but but we'll say the, the two well, things that jumped, jumped out to me the most in these rankings were five pack 12 teams being ranked. That seems utterly ridiculous to me to rank five teams that, you know, averaged maybe five games last year, maybe they cool. averaged five games. Uh, and number two, there's a lot of, uh, there are are a lot of sort of interesting rankings. So the only reason that these rankings matter at all is that before the CFP rankings come out, these are what count as top five, top 10, top 15 wins or losses, right? So at the end of the year, when they're considering playoff teams, it's going to matter that Cincinnati's inside the top 10 when Notre Dame beats them or if Notre Dame beats them, that's a top 10 victory for Notre Dame. And so when they're evaluating these wins at the end of the season – that can help Notre Dame out a lot.
3: I agree. I do agree with that. And I think I, I think they're doing that on purpose as well. I think there's some purpose to these early season rankings. Um, mm-hmm. I think there's two legitimate Big 12 teams uh, in that ranking. I think Iowa State and Oklahoma. I think Oklahoma is a much improved team. And I think Lincoln Riley had to probably do his best coaching last year. He actually had to coach a team last year. He actually had to coach a quarterback. He didn't inherit (laughs) some God quarterback uh, that's just going to throw for 6,000 yards a game and score 50,000 points a game. Spencer Rattler uh, actually was this godsend, apparently. But guess what? He wasn't. He got rattled. We saw that last year. And Lincoln Riley had to figure out a way to play defense, too, because the kid early on in the season was not what he had the last three years. Uh, so I think Lincoln Riley learned a lot last year. Spencer Rattler certainly has improved. I think they're gonna be a very tough team to beat. And so is Iowa State. I agree with you, the other ones, I think they're they're kind of up there a little too high though. So, yeah. All right,
0: Rob, last uh, last thing on this topic.
1: All right, yeah, so I think there's a lot of window dressing and all this and we've already covered it. But at the end of the day, the SEC or the Pac-12 is trying to position. I think the coaches did what they did to 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 position their teams, you know, for the top five, particularly in the in the coaches poll. Um, I think at the end of the day, because they're trying to get parity in college football, it's like James had mentioned, you know, they're trying to get that cross-pollination. So when it comes for the, the playoff committee, they have some different looks. Because when was the last time, like, honestly, when was the last time? I can't even remember the last time a Pac-12 made it to a playoff and actually did what? anything.
2: Oregon and Washington, I believe, each made it once. Yep.
1: Yeah. And, and, and like when you, when you look at it from that perspective, and Oregon and Washington did not show out that well when they did make it to the playoffs. So now it becomes a how do we, you know, how do we make the Pac 12 attractive, particularly with name, image, and likeness? Because there's only so much you can do to get folks to come out to the West Coast that's literally on fire right now. You know to play <laughs> college football oh, you know i mean like it, it just just being completely honest you know it's like yeah like you can come to washington it's really really nice well when everything's not on fire and covered with ash you know so you literally have to figure out what's the best way to get these kids onto the field And then again, and it goes back to what we talked about, and and we'll probably bring it up a little bit more, but talking about these alliances, you know, alliances are supposedly these good things, but usually it only works out for like one or two people in the group better than others. But I think the alliance between, you know, ACC Pac-12 and the Big 10, Big Ten's gonna make out on it, but the other, you know, the other two conferences might get a little bit of shine out of it, but they still have to perform, and that's really when you come to the playoffs in the postseason, Pac-12 has not shown out the way that it should. ACC has been dominated by Clemson, and, you know, Big Ten is Ohio State. Michigan is a non-factor for the first time in decades. So now it's kind of like, hey, what's the next team, you know, and, and who's going to be like the also-ran that's going to get the shine in these alliances or in the, the actual season? But I'm gonna put a pin in it because we have an interview to go to. So we've got uh, Bob Risden on, Bobby Risden, and uh, like I said, he is a uh, Wisconsin fan, Bama fan, Notre Dame fan, but he's also one of the smartest guys on college football that I know, and uh, he is a uh, you know God level troll. On Instagram as well, so if you're not following the <laughs> handle Ranger Rizzo, he puts out some some funny stuff that makes you just want to stop and laugh about uh, college football every time you see him uh, post something up about college, and it's hilarious. And so I passed that, you know, wanted you guys to have an opportunity to talk to him. But without further ado, we'll pass it over to Bobby. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, and then uh, we'll continue uh, if you don't mind.
3: Yeah, for sure. So uh, yeah, thanks for that. So definitely. Uh probably troll a little bit too much. Uh, Definitely take my shots at Michigan, Uh, hate Michigan, gonna throw that out there right off the bat. Take my shots at Jim Harbaugh and his ugly pants and his stupid hat, (laughs) as much as humanly possible. Uh, I did watch the uh, Amazon Prime thing on Michigan and um, learned more about that quirky dude more than possible. It guys as weird as, as all get out. Funny enough, grew up in Chicago, uh, saw him play for the bears and, 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 you know, bizarre, but anyways, uh, just a little bit about myself. Yeah. grew up in Chicago. Um, so the Notre Dame, Wisconsin, uh, Bama thing kind of weird, kind of strange. Why? Uh, father played at Notre Dame, grew up, uh, cheering for the Irish, went to games as a kid. Um, geez, let's see. Met Lou Holtz, met a lot of the Notre Dame players as a kid. Um, obviously was, was Irish through and through, uh, ended up, uh, going to Wisconsin and, and was going to play football there. Uh, but, uh, was also in army ROTC, had a scholarship with army ROTC. Uh, they really did not want me to play football. Um, so long story short, got my arm twisted twice uh by them uh really was was threatened to have my scholarship taken away by the army if i was going to play football uh got caught uh about ready to suit up and was told if you do that you're going to lose your scholarship so had those dreams snatched away from me so became a badger fan obviously because i graduated from there Uh, and then my son uh, was recruited to play for alabama uh, coming out of high school here in Alabama. That is uh, awesome. Uh, he actually signed a play for Wake Forest. Uh, and then in, in, at the 11th hour, that the deal fell through. Uh, he had nothing to go to and uh, eventually was offered a preferred walk-on and went to Bama, uh, which was a very bizarre situation. So it was like... Hey, Dad, yeah, Wake Forest looks really good. We went and took a visit. He was like, yeah, I can do this. And then about a month and a half later, four days after we graduated from high school, we report to Tuscaloosa. Uh, And he's sitting there in a room, and we're introducing ourselves. And he's in there with Jalen Waddell and uh, all these other dudes. And he's like, Dad, this is not Wake Forest. I was like, no, son, it's really not. So... (laughs) You know it, it was it was an interesting situation and dropping him off there and seeing all that it was it was pretty neat. Um, he's starting his senior year there now. He actually doesn't play anymore because concussions kind of sidelined him. He's also an Army ROTC. He's got one more year left before he commissions. Um, but he kind of had to make a decision. Uh, again, it was Army commission in your career or risk getting another concussion. He's had kind of too many dings to the head, so he kind of made the right to call on that. Yeah, I got
0: to say, you know, I it, it's tough to commission and also to do a sport. I've I've heard a couple of people try that. I remember when I was getting recruited, um, you know, talking to some of the guys, and it's like, okay, I, I want to do ROTC too, and they were they looked at me like I was insane. Probably one of the biggest reasons I went to the academy was just because that was the only place to really do a sport and do service. So yeah, man, I, I totally uh, feel you on that one, Rob.
1: Yeah. So, uh, two quick questions that we have to ask. Well, and we'll just fast forward to the most important one, I guess. Can army beat the Wisconsin Badgers? So that's been a, a discussion that we've had quite a bit in the off season. And I think that's the most marquee game that we have unless uh, records change. But, uh, what do you think about army's odds against the Wisconsin this year?
3: Uh, so, so I, I do think they have a chance, and, I, and I'll tell you uh, the reasons why. Um, I, I'm not too high on Wisconsin as of late. Um, I think they've lost a little bit of their toughness. I think they're always going to have a really good defense. Um, I, I, I've lost a little bit of confidence in Paul Crist, and here's why. Uh, I, I don't think he's evolved as a head coach. Um he seems to refuse to sort of evolve uh, with the game of football. Um, he still believes in that single-dimensional type of offense, and Wisconsin cannot outscore teams. Uh, his, his most, um, I would say, powerful piece to his program is Jim Leonard, his defensive coordinator, and his ability to develop players. He is the king of taking three-star players, especially out of the state of Wisconsin, uh, keeping them and developing them into great players. And he's got Jim Leonard, who's, I think, probably the best defensive coordinator. I think he's better than Jake Venables. Uh, and, and, and making these defenses that people just simply can't deal with. Um, but when he plays a team like Ohio State that's got these athletes, they just can't hang. And they just simply don't have the depth, and they can't score enough points. Uh, having said that, I think if when you look at Wisconsin's schedule, and you look at the fact that if you can stop their running game, and then you look at their schedule, and then it's kind of a two two prong thing. So I'll talk about schedule first. There is a good chance that when Army plays Wisconsin, which is going to be in the middle of the season, it's not early on, because when Army usually plays a team like Wisconsin, it's usually up front. In the past. Yeah. Definitely, like when they've played Michigan or whatever, it's usually early in the season. It's kind of a warm up game for for the big team, the bigger team. Um, and and in this case, they're playing them kind of mid season. Well, Wisconsin may have three losses at that point. They've got to play Penn State, they've got Notre Dame, uh, and they've got Michigan already on the schedule, which that could be three losses at that point. They play Illinois, which Illinois flat-out blows. We all know that. that They are the weakest team in the Big Ten. <laughs> um, and they're going to play them right before they play Army. So you got to figure a cupcake team right before they play Army and only one week to prepare for Army's offense. So Jim Leonard is going to have four days, five days to prep for a completely different offense. I think Army does have a chance. Uh, they will be playing at Camp Randall. Uh, it's probably going to be an early kickoff, so it's going to be an 11 o'clock kickoff local time. Uh, I think Wisconsin may come up flat after playing a weak Illinois team. I think what Army's going to have to do uh, is is the, come out and play that full game, keep it into the fourth quarter. I think they got to win in four quarters. They can't go into overtime, though, because when they go into overtime, that's when it kind of sort of wears down and Army kind of has a problem because that's when the team that's got more depth tends to win. And that's happened to Army a couple times.
0: Yeah, we've seen that twice in a row. I agree with you on that one.
3: I I think Army can win the game, but they got to win in four quarters. The other thing about Army is I think if they can stop the run, and this is what I would do if I were Army. I would load up at the damn bots as much as they can, uh, and I would I would play man to man. I would because Wisconsin has not proven they can throw the ball deep. They have not been able to do that at all. They have not shown a vertical threat at all, even with this new quarterback they got this Graham Mertz kid. They haven't done it. I, why not? Why not force them to throw the ball deep? Play man to man. Play bump and run. Load up the box and just say okay. Let, I'm going to stop the run. You know, they're going to play play action. They're going to have the tight end, stick the tight end, force them to run the ball. You know what they're going to do, play their game, force them to do all that and keep keep it in that 20 point range. I think they're going to have a shot. Sorry to be long.
0: No, that's cool. I was just going to say, you know, we all want to see Army beat Wisconsin, too. So uh, I guess at least we got that in common. All right. So, James, you want to take us through the uh, locks of the week portion this week?
3: Weekly locks.
2: Sure. So uh we're starting this up. Uh I guess it's been there's been a, a bit of a hiatus for locks of the week. Uh we talked about it a little bit um in our last podcast, but we're gonna be making picks every week. Uh and at the end of the season, we're gonna total them up and see who wins, but more importantly, we're gonna see who loses. Uh, I cannot uh take part in betting because uh my command won't let me. So instead I am going to keep score and uh, we're gonna pretend like every bet's a one dollar bet and it's minus 100. So whoever has the most uh, wins at the end of the season wins and whoever has the fewest uh, is going to uh, owe everyone around at Army Navy. So uh, we're gonna go through it. you're gonna make two picks per week uh, and and we're gonna see how it goes this week because uh, we're not betting on games yet. Uh, we're gonna look at season over unders uh, for win totals. Uh, which is good because uh, it's a you know it'll get you some points uh, later on in the season once we have uh, some standings uh, that are a bit more cemented. So uh, without further ado, Dan, uh, do you want to give us your two picks for season over under win totals?
0: Well, yeah. Before before I do that, let me just mention we have full games and locks of the week as a Patreon exclusive for our patrons. This is the very first thing you get at the yearling level. That is a complete list of all the games for the week, plus uh, a bunch of picks, not just one or two. So we're doing one or two picks per week here per person on the podcast. But if you want to see like the full picks and all our picks against the spread, that is on Patreon. So I I just want to put a little shout out to our Patreon page because we've had a bunch of new patrons this week, which is awesome. And we love you. And that's why we can do this thing. So, without further ado, yeah, go ahead.
2: uh, With further ado, I guess, uh, I am now PCS. I am getting uh, the mugs out to those who will not be at a game in person. Uh, There was a post on our website this week. If you do join the first level, you will get the official, as for football, drinking tailgate mug. Uh, So, go ahead and uh, join if you want to be a member of the first club and get your cool mug.
0: Yeah, $7 value. So, basically, it's like us uh, giving you a mug in exchange for that first month. So anyway, without further ado, my two picks, I have Tennessee under six and the Buffalo Bulls under eight and a half. And my rationale is that Tennessee is a dumpster fire. And while theoretically they probably should win six games, I think the reality is that the, the, uh, morale on uh, or in Knoxville is just just garbage. And I I think they're going to drop a game that they probably should win. And as far as Buffalo is concerned, I don't know how you lose your head coach and, you know, half your best players transfer out to Kansas, then it's just a bad deal and still pull off eight and a half wins. I do think Buffalo is a decent team, but if they don't at least suffer some kind of a, a blip for some portion of the season, I will be shocked.
2: Sounds good. Uh, Rob, what do you got?
1: All right, so I'm going to jump in. I'm going to be the naysayer this season, and that's kind of been one of the things that I've been doing the last couple of weeks. So I'm going to say Liberty is going to be under nine. I think we're going to have a wow. I'm going to have a sophomore slump with those guys because they wow. showed out last year, and I think they're they're going to uh, come into the season a little bit cocky. And I'm going to say they're going to win eight and a half, but uh, I think they'll be under nine. And then uh, I'm going to take Kansas with uh, even though. they're at one win this season. I'm going to say they're over. I think they're going to replace uh, a former coach at a a university that we all attended that had the worst record in college football, and I think they're going to surpass it this season based off of the length of their schedule. So I think Kansas is going to go uh, zero this season and not win any games in college football.
0: So you're taking Uh, Kansas under one win?
1: Yes, sir, under one win.
0: Damn, that's ballsy. Well, let me just tell you, if Liberty actually wins eight and a half games, if they win exactly eight and a half games, Rob, I will definitely buy you at least one beer. All right, sounds good.
2: As as, as the uh, the bet commissioner here, uh, if Liberty ends up in a thunderstorm-delayed game where the game is tied and they don't end up finishing the game, I will hold you to that.
0: Okay, that's fine. I, I'll live with that one.
2: Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> Rizzo, what do you got?
3: Okay, so I'm. Uh, we're going off the list of twelve teams, correct? You can do whatever uh, no, you, you can, like. Any, anything you want,
0: uh, but that list is just one that I put together.
3: So, yeah, I'll I'll, I'll go off the list that you guys have here. Let's see. Um, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna cheat uh, since these are easy. Wisconsin, you got nine and a half for Wisconsin. That's that's under for me. Uh, they're they're gonna go under nine and a half for sure. I'm I'm not confident in them. Like I said, I think they're soft cheese. Uh, they're really soft cheese. They're like spreadable cheese. They're like Velveeta cheese. <laughs> they're like super Velveeta cheese. They're like MRE cheese. <laughs> absolutely MRE cheese. Wisconsin, I think they're like seven, to be honest. Wow. Uh, if, they, if they get seven, they're gonna be lucky. And and they got an easy schedule. Um, and then let's see here. Uh buh, 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 buh. I'm gonna pick uh, Wake nah, Wake Forest. Nah, I don't like them. They they screwed my son over. Um, let's see here uh uh yeah i'll go down here this others of note. let's go north carolina with 10. uh I, i'm gonna go under on north carolina i, yeah, I, think I almost got did a lot that of one talent too. on that team but I th- i'm gonna go under on 10 on north carolina been a little high that's, that's a very city. high
0: line i think they're yeah. a good team but 10 is a lot of wins yeah,
3: t- 10's high I, I think they're ranked a little high too i like them i think they got a lot of talent i like their quarterback i like their coach i think mac brown although he's like what how old is that guy He he's like what 98 years old <laughs> but, but, but uh <laughs> <laughs> but nonetheless, I, I, I think ten wins and ranked tenth is, is is a little bit too much for them.
2: Yeah, they do have that uh, fantastic defensive coordinator in Jay Bateman, but uh, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'll I'll just review here. We had six picks made today, and I will get Jordan's pick. You have my word. I will get Jordan's picks before the season starts, and I will count them as well. Uh, he's not with us today though. Uh, there he's were moving in
0: buying a fridge. Yeah,
2: yeah, buying a fridge, exactly. There were six picks made today. You have a very pessimistic crowd here. All six picks were unders. <laughs> it's our Every natural single, pessimism. You, you didn't want to take Air Force over six and a half with one of the easiest service academy schedules, including Army's schedule last year. One of the easiest service academy schedules that I've ever seen. <laughs> honestly,
0: honestly, James, I knew that you were going to pick it, and I had forgotten that you weren't picking, and I just didn't want to step on your toes. Um, yes, plus, who wants to root for the Air Force, man? <laughs> man
2: <that's> not a <laughs> you single know what? thing. If, Nobody if it's, wants if to it's because you don't want to root for them, I totally understand that. But, <laughs> but anyway, so we have two of you. Dan has Tennessee under six, Buffalo under eight and a half. Rob has Liberty under nine, and Kansas under one, as the that's amazing. Uh, big shot. I'll give him better than 50-50 odds on that. Uh, And Rizzo, you have Wisconsin under 9 in the hook, and then UNC under 10. I'll get Jordan's uh, as well uh, when he gets back to me. And uh, those will be our first set of picks.
0: Awesome. Well, everyone, thank you very much for joining us. That's pretty much all we got this week. Please, please, please remember to visit Emblem Athletic to get your custom athletic gear and your new unit T-shirts, which I know that you have to go get. So go get those from Emblem today. Until next week, help us out. uh, Share this to your friends. Tell your friends about it who are into into uh, college football. See us on social media. Drop a review on iTunes. All that stuff really helps. We are also recording a new Army football show tomorrow, so look for that later this week. And uh, Bobby Riston, give us a final thought for the week.
3: So final thought for the week. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go sacrilegious on the Army football side of the oh house. God, no, you guys got to bear with me on this one. I've been I've been dying to say this all day. Thought about it in the car on the way home. Okay, so I love Army football. I love Jeff Munkin and everything else, but you got to bear with me for a second. I think, given the way things are in America America right now with recruiting and everything else, I think there is a way that they can get better players to Army. I think they need to change their offense. I think it's the time to do it. I don't think they need to run the, the, uh, the flex one anymore. I really don't. I think that they can change their offense. I think they can run the spread, and I think they can get... Just as good athletes there and do just as well if they ran the spread there. I do. I really do. I don't think they need to run that offense anymore. I think they can get big boys there. They got some big boys there now. Yeah. And I think athletes there, that's my final thought. I think change the offense, run the spread. They're going to get more kids there that want to play there, that still want to be in the Army. And uh, I think they can get some ballers there uh, and, they, and, and, and get a quarterback there that can throw the ball, run the ball, still run the ball a lot and uh, make it more exciting. That's just my final thought.
0: Well, you and Stan Brock, and we've had uh, a couple of Stan (laughs) Brock defenders on this podcast. So uh, thank you very much for that, Rizzo. We really appreciate you coming on. Friends, share this podcast with your friends who like college football. That will really help us out. Until next week, we will see you later.
1: Thanks for listening to the AskForFootball.com College Football Roundtable. Join the Ask for Football team for our next episode as we bring you more hot takes and college football analysis. We would like to thank our sponsor, at Emblem Athletic. Be your own hero for your unit or team today. You can find us at AskForFootball.com and on Twitter, Instagram, and Patreon at Football.